Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is brought to you in part by ICOM. June kicked off hurricane season and another rough wildfire season may be on the horizon. When natural disasters strike, cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and incapacitated. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies for relief coordination. In addition to their lineup of amateur D-Star digital, HF, and analog radios, they have an ICSAT-100, it's a portable satellite radio, and the IP501H and M LTE radios are ideal solutions for additional coverage. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, and I just wish, I just wish I could share with you what we're talking <laughs> about, and I'm going to go around and see if anyone is brave enough. Sidecar Steve is here. Um, do you want to mention what was going on in the pre pre show? What we were talking about? <laughs> if no one, if no one will do it, I'm gonna. Do it. Uh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> How about a vague? It, uh, it, it circled the drain. How about a vague hint? Mm, we'll come back to you, Karen but, Eve Murray. Karen, would you like to talk about <laughs> the pre show? Uh, talk about. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts. All right, I think we're getting closer there. There's a clue, and yeah, Paul Brown is here. Paul, would you like to just, you you got in just slightly behind some of the <sighs> nitty-gritty of it. You uh, Slightly behind, yes. Yeah, behind and uh, a little butt cream. Oh, yeah, so we it, are yeah. getting closer. This is uh, closer. We've got, yes, we've got a lot of problems, uh, but we're <laughs> developing a new show apparently, and it's it's a digestive health show, and uh, got to be. Uh, yeah. we got to talk honestly uh, with our friends. But it is so nice to be back here, uh, guys. It's good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. If uh, you're new or just stumbled upon this uh, mess, so to speak, uh, put "new" in the chat down below. And uh, let's go to the IT department here. We've got Paul Brown. <coughs> I think I've just come up with how we tie this into the existing 100-watch channel because this is clearly a topic that runs on 80 meters on a regular basis. Oh, All yeah. Right. All right. Well, go ahead. What do you think? That's what I'm saying. This this new show that you're, oh, you're oh, developing, okay. that it's fodder for 80 meters, so it works with the ham radio theme. I got you yeah. there. I feel what you're saying. I feel that... Uh, We've got a phone number in place already. You can tell this is the intersection of life and ham radio. Oh, let's 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 go to the newsroom. Yes, it, it's yes yeah, the intersection of life and uh, digestion. I like that or indigestion. It's a new slogan. Has anybody picked up on what we're talking about yet? Can anybody figure <laughs> out the conversations that the four of us have? Okay. Okay. Well, yes, okay. Let, let's, let's get a little bit. Let's get a little bit closer. Seventy-five meters on a colostomy bag. I like that. I, I like it. It's a start. Mm. Yeah. So mm, I hope that yeah. we're going to kick some ideas around. Uh, Pastor Joe is here, and we will all be over to his office tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, yeah. Now yeah, we're all we like, a, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And I'm sorry. Yes, about I'm, that. I'm booking my flight to Newark right now. So. Yeah. 
We will meet you <laughs> we go. in the office. It is uh, so good to be back here in the studio. I uh, did about 10 days in New York City, and that's not the reason why I'm excited to be back. Uh, we did two weeks on the road, and I think just getting back uh, to normal, my, my wife says, I need a vacation from the vacation. <laughs> it, it, was, it was one of those kinds. Um, but uh, so nice. I missed you guys. And, uh, you know, from all our community that comes and hangs out with us on Saturday mornings to Sidecar and Karen and even, even Paul, even Paul. Yeah. Just, just look at that. Just a, just a look at that face. He was totally <laughs> like a little bit like I missed him a little. Bit. I was like, what's he up to right now? And he's probably developing that new show we've been uh, discussing here. Or, 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 you know, just going through the motions. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's a problem. We'll talk about that. We'll have to do a post, 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 uh, post, type of post, post, show. post, post, post. I think somebody's already <laughs> doing the post show, post show, post show, post show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll have to oh do that. What's going on with you, Steve? We were out um, in New York, and when we, we mm-hmm. got there two days after the city opened, and I talked a, a little bit about it uh, from... Uh, New York City in the hotel. It was on a Thursday evening, and we we talked about the prizes that were given away from Tune Up and all that stuff. It was really hot when we got there, but that's okay. It's summertime in the city, and you expect that. But I remember, uh, and I can talk a little bit about opening up. Uh, has nothing to do with our pre-show conversation, but could it all ties back in this <laughs> six-way? Karen, what's wrong? Like, should I go to HR now? Or uh, I think you should go to HR. I think you should stop at the bathroom on the way. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. Um, the city, New York City, opened up two days before I got there. The mayor went on TV mm-hmm. and they opened up and the Foo Fighters played. I know a band that you like a lot and I like a lot. They played oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden on, on Sunday. And if you were vaccinated, you could go. Yankee Stadium and Shea Stadium had opened up. And it was a little surreal being there in this place that just one year ago, and I was there, it was uh, March, I think, 6th through the 10th of 20. And this was right as things were, you know. we Yeah, had, right at the very beginning. Right at the beginning. And to be there, you know, 18 months later uh, or so and see how it's opened up and, you know, you can eat again and you can walk again. And it wasn't as packed as you would imagine New York to be. But it was opening up, and there was a really cool feeling there. Aside from the heat, which is manageable, we spent a lot of time in the park and that kind of thing, and you got trees. But nothing really was comparing to the numbers that were coming out of the Pacific Northwest, which are kind of nutty. Talk a little bit about that kind of stuff. Oh, oh my. It, it was unreal, the, uh, the heat wave that just kind of came and just nailed us. And it wasn't... Uh, just here in central Washington, I mean, it, it hit the coast, it hit uh, Oregon, it uh, it was just like this big old heat blob just kind of came up the coast and uh, and just centered on us. And um, here where I'm at, we've had temperatures up at 115, and uh, it was just brutal. Uh, it was just absolutely brutal as far as the uh, the heat went. So it. Uh, I, and my shack here doesn't have any AC in it, so I pretty much stayed out of it. It was uh, kind of hot in here, and uh, so it, it was a uh, <clears throat> it was a tough uh, a week or so. And then in the middle of that, uh, you know, moving my son out of his apartment and uh, 
and everything else going on and uh then you know i got into trouble with hr so but that's another story yeah and uh here's a comment marty seems to be talking about the prep for not the exam the ham radio see people people laugh people laugh but we mm-hmm. talk about you got to have you know who your friends are when you can talk about digestive health mm-hmm. and i don't know what yeah. month it was but you and i had a detailed discussion right here mm-hmm. in live about my colonoscopy, the results, and the prep, and that's what that's what that's about. Ah, oh, the prep sucks. I, I, I'm oh. with you, Marty. The prep just sucks. Drinking that antifreeze—it's like yeah. drinking, uh, you know, opening up the tap on the uh, anti- uh, the radiator on the car and taking a big old swig. Can I get a witness, uh, Paul? Yeah. Paul, can I get a witness? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm at that age, and uh, it's <laughs> oh, that's just wonderful. The the whole night before. <sighs> <sighs> You know what I find the worst thing about this is great brand new topic. Uh, we talk about summertime and ham radio, and here it is. This is what we talk about. Back to ass talk. Back to the uh, the intersection. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it was the drinking. Like, let me explain in a different way. I didn't even, and I'm gonna have to have Karen on the screen to help me get through this. I didn't. It'll keep me in balance here to to stay grounded. <laughs> have you like, met her? I know this. You're is, in this, trouble. You're this in is where I know my gauges are. Like, like you can. And then Karen's like, "Yeah, you can go all the way to here with with this." Uh, the go drinking, the drinking of that liquid. That liquid was the problem for me. You know, it was the going to the bathroom part was sort of like okay you know that's not mm. it's that nasty and there's so much of this drink mm. i don't mm-hmm. know do ladies have it the same way and we're same process got the same process i i should tell you it's not a question during the prep of going to the bathroom the bathroom comes to you right right and you don't <laughs> go too if far you're not, <laughs> if you're not careful i mean <laughs> ed just said don't get the procedure at a clinic that's uh, 30 kilometers away and then get into gridlock on the autobahn uh, oh. a friend of mine had oh, this no. done and went into and went into the, pardon the expression, the Midtown Tunnel, and there's a symbolism there if you think about what the sure. tunnel is. Sure, yeah. Uh, and he got into, he got gridlocked, and his tunnel was not gridlocked. Um, oh, God. I don't know I, if he had nightmare. leather seats or cloth seats, oh. but it was, a, it was a long ride home for him. This Very long in. ride home for him. The tunnel was free-flowing. This just in from Picayune, Mississippi. Don Wilbank says, actually, the prep blows. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pastor Joe says, uh, uh, on this topic, I am an expert. Oh. <laughs> oh, bring him up. Perfect. I've always bring seen Joe. <laughs> Pastor Joe has always been a bit of a pain in the ass, but uh, now he's an expert. Sorry. Do I have to he's do a, a rosary or a, something he's now? He's a crack expert. How that's it? That's, I need, it's, that's how I say yes, yes, sir. Correct. <laughs> On a TV train and watch the movies. Yeah, that's probably a good move there, Don. <laughs> if this is your first exposure to 100 watts in a wire, wire. now you understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You didn't pay any money, so it's okay. It's all right. I understand. Uh, but uh, you know, anyway. You know, yeah. I uh, the the heat was a thing, and I was like, "Wow, this is kind of crazy." You did move to that area you live in to deal with heat like this. I mean, we get the heat in the summertime, you know, triple digits, uh, the low triple digits, but usually in August, but not at the end of June. 
It's uh, and it's just been nuts, and everything's drying out. The humidity was down, and uh, it was a uh, for a couple of weeks. It was a pretty busy fire season for us, and uh, to the point to where it's like what we normally deal with in August and September, and here it is the end of June, first part of July, and we're running around with our heads cut off. So it's been uh, it's been brutal. Okay. And the, I wish I had the weather station up before uh, uh, the heat hit, but uh, unfortunately, I, it got up after the heat the heat wave went out. So that was one of the things uh, that was going on through the through the break as uh, a couple of us got our weather stations going. So we'll, yeah, we'll we, the weather that. stations are they're kind of cool. We can get into that uh, later in the show. I've got mm-hmm. a, a four point five mile an hour wind right now. We got an inch of rain overnight here. And uh, we're sitting at 73 degrees outside, three degrees warmer in here. So you're going to hear some fans and all that sort of stuff. A comment from our friend in Germany about trying to get banned from YouTube. Digestive health, I'm going to go ahead and fight that one. If we can't talk about that as grown-up people, we that's just a problem. Uh, I noticed that I hit the road. One of the things I really like to do when I go vacationing, and I know you've got one coming up. We can talk about that as well. But uh, I, I took too much. I took too much. I, I, you know, I, I'm like, what might I need, you know? And I took a couple of antennas. And the idea was, and this is another thing we'll talk about uh, this morning too. Thirteen colonies from Mom's place in Lewis, Delaware. It's the first town in the first state, and it's really cool to be there. And you can almost feel the energy in those thirteen colonies on the East Coast doing it, and. You know, it, it just was life, and I was like, ah, it's, I'm not even going to get set up. So I ended up taking a uh, more than I needed and, and certainly more than I used and made one contact in the mobile wow. to New York. And it was, uh, you know, between the heat <coughs> and the family, my mind thought, what do you need? What can't you leave behind? And I got there, and I, I didn't use... 98%. I used the mobile HF. And I know you're preparing for a big trip, and uh, this is one that you'll need to fly for. Yeah. What are you thinking about doing? You kind of are the guy that will put it down, right? You put it down when you go. Yeah. I, I disconnect, but I still, I'll have an HT with me, and uh, okay. and that'll be it. I'll just go on minimalist, and, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, for the most part, it's a... Uh, Almost a hundred percent, you know, disconnect from everything, and uh, so. Uh, but you know, I I took the HT two years ago, and uh, I just kind of listened around for a couple of uh, state, you know, repeaters there in Maui, and but that was about it. Other than that, it was uh, a lot of sitting on the beach and snorkeling. I had an HT, which was wonderful because in New York. Uh, we were there for a summer program. My daughter was in a program there, uh, like a national program she was accepted to. And so we were very proud of her, and we went to support her and then enjoy the city, which we love, New York City. And uh, I took an HT, and because of uh, people in our community, I figured out repeaters. I had been scanning like a nut. Last year I went and took an HT. New York, I didn't take all this stuff. I uh, I parked my car and left it and then went up to New York and then picked up the, the truck on the way back. But I didn't take but an HT really in the city. And enough to stream out of New York was the, the idea. Because you're in a, you know, glass and metal and concrete. 
But luckily, I, uh, I, had, I had some people in our community give me repeaters that are very active in that area. And I was like, wow, I dialed them in. Uh, Karen, I, I think, sent one. Pastor Joe sent one. Eric is another guy in our community. And, and uh, Paul, you know, they're all up in that area. And next thing you know, I'm hearing activity, which was enough for me. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm hearing guys talk on the repeaters. This is cool. And being in New York, it was more, uh, it was just more, more talk, more options to hear people. So that that part of it was great. Um, many people are saying, uh, did you m- mention where you were going to go? You did mention where you were going to go. I'm going to Maui. So I'll be uh, in Maui for a couple of weeks. And uh, it's my wife's birthday present. So uh, in March, I uh, sprung this on her and I said, hey, we're going to Maui in July. And uh, she was all for it. And uh so we were there two years ago, and now we're going to go back, and uh, so kind of looking forward to the uh, just the getaway. You guys, do things it, are right? a little different. Yeah, we <laughs> oh traveling to Hawaii. It's been uh, get getting everything all set up through the safe Hawaii travels, uh, getting our vaccination information uploaded, and uh, we got to have an app. That's because we're on Maui. We have to run an app on our phones. I mean, there's a, a lot of little hoops that you got to go through, but. It is what it is. That uh, prior to this, you have to get a, a COVID uh, test seventy-two hours before uh, traveling, and uh, mm-hmm. now starting as of Wednesday, I think, as of the eighth, it was uh, if you have uh, vaccinated and you were more than fifteen days from your second shot, then you can uh, bypass the uh, the COVID uh, testing, but you still got to do the health screening. Uh, there's there's a there's a few hoops we got to jump through right so let's go to the it department it uh paul is there what's going on paul um when uh when c was talking about what he takes uh when we go on vacation it it all depends kind of on where we're going if we're going on a cruise it's not worth trying to bring a radio I've, i've tried that in the past and even though there are i think there's one or two cruise lines that tend to be radio friendly it's still a hassle to try to get permission and at the end they can tell you um as you're boarding sorry no radios and they take them away and lock them up for the cruise so i just don't do it but yeah uh, if we're going somewhere domestically uh we like to go to vegas on a try at least once a year and while i love vegas for the shows and for people watching and stuff i suck at gaming so mm-hmm. While my wife is downstairs playing video poker and stuff, um, I bring I bring a, a one or two HTs. I've got a uh, I've got a roll up Slim Jim uh, into a dual bander made by a friend of mine in a big suction cup that I, I stick in the window of our hotel room and I just hang it down and then I'll just sit there and I'll work local repeaters and uh, you know keep in touch that way. Wow. So I go minimal too. If if I bring anything, mm-hmm. it's just a couple of HTs and that Slim Jim. I thought I'd go yeah. minimal too. Yeah, that's that's the easiest, uh, especially. I, I I would love to go to like Hawaii and take a a complete HF station, go camp up on some uh, hilltop uh, or out on the beach and set up. But it's like we got you know limited time. It's uh, you know the the wife factor. It's uh, want to be respectful for her, and even though she's licensed too. It's uh, she's more it's like you need to disconnect from everything because it's, you know, disconnect from work, disconnect from the hobby and uh, do something a little bit different. And uh, 
So I, I, I'm with you. It just bring the, the minimal stuff. And, uh, and it's having the HT is kind of cool. You get to talk to the, the local people that wherever you're at and uh, find out what's going on and, mm. uh, and make friends and uh, hopefully run into some of the guys that I've chatted with on HF. I can chat with them uh, locally. So uh, it, it's, it just depends. I, I know, you know, we love this hobby and we, you know, want to keep on doing it, but uh, sometimes, you know, we need the vacation from the hobby too. So yeah. it's okay not to take everything with you, but I, I could see why you wanted to take everything. We had field day, we had the 13 colonies mm -hmm. and uh, wow, just uh, that, that's awesome. And uh, I, and going, you know, you had your truck there. It's easy to haul all the extra stuff. You know, granted, yeah, you didn't use it, but it was there in case you, you know, you did want to use it. So a lot of road but, time too, and you know, a lot of stopping and stuff. But you think about these things: what to take, what to take. Mm -hmm. Your situation's different with the flying. Uh, you know, driving mm -hmm. across the country, you you have that luxury to take some things with you and not use it. Cool, but yeah, man, I. Field day, field day was one of those ones, and I was like, okay. But I listened to one of the repeaters from New York, and I could hear the guys either weren't bothered; they were just like, "Oh, right, it's field day," or they were they were preparing. But there's so many more people mm -hmm. there using different repeaters, so there was like a cross section of what was happening. But they were talking about what they were going to break or <laughs> bring, rather <laughs> break later after it gets yeah, they'll there. They'll probably break it too. <laughs> Traffic. It was interesting listening to the traffic things. I'm in this traffic. I got this. And, you know, and uh, right around the opening, it was uh, really fun. We'll talk more about that, too, and we'll talk about 13 Colonies. Let's do some news uh, right on the other side of this. Sidecar is headed to the chat to, to see how you guys are holding up. More contacts, less alpha hotels. This is 100 watts and a wire. Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID, and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email. Then you can use it during our nets and operating events, share it with your friends, do whatever you like, but that is how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and click the gathering page. Now let's get back to the show. Little pistols and big guns. This is 100 watts and a wire. We had the pre-show, we're hanging out, we're talking, having a good time, and that's really what uh, amateur radio is all about. The relationships you make and the friends and all that sort of stuff. And this is the portion of the show where we get together and we pick a couple stories. One that uh, you probably should have heard about this week and one that maybe you did not hear about. Uh, good morning to you both, or good afternoon, good evening, whenever people are watching or listening to this. We've got some people uh, tuned in from across the ocean. Karen, how's it going today? Pretty well. Our heat wave broke, so we're happy. We yeah. can go back outside, Yeah, which is nice. Um, I want to talk about some extreme temperatures, though, in our top story. And you were just discussing traveling and taking your radio equipment. 
Mm -hmm. This fellow definitely does not like the hot weather. He's our top story for this week. Uh, Fedor Konyakov, R0FK, is heading to his favorite spot in the whole world, uh, the North Pole. And yes, he is bringing radio equipment and he's going to activate while he's there doing experiments, various scientific experiments uh, on the uh, on a ice flow. He's going to spend 10 days alone on an ice flow. Should be interesting. He'll have lots of time to chat. Uh, this guy's an adventurer. He is a writer. He's an artist. He's an arch priest of the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, he's, he's done all sorts of things. He's gone up in a hot air balloon. He's rode across the South Pacific. Uh, not a guy who stays home and, <laughs> and crochets or knits. He's a busy guy, very accomplished, has a couple of world records in what he's done. Uh, he's certainly bringing more than an HT. I was actually pleased to see he's bringing my rig. Really? He's got an FT450D. I uh, have that. Yep, he's taking that with him. He will be running 100 watts. So if you listen for R0FK, there is a very good chance that you will be able to work him. And uh, it should be interesting. This is his fourth trip back. He has apparently really missed it. Look at that scenery. I mean, <laughs> you'd miss it, right? <laughs> yeah. Looks, looks like what I see out my, 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 out my window in, in January here in New York. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you're on the other is, side of that uh, window. He's, he's out there. Good grief. Yeah, yeah, but he looks happy. I mean, who wouldn't yeah, be happy? Yeah, I don't know. Is it, uh, Paul, is that a happy face? Let's, uh, let's look at it again. Is that happy? I, I mean, it's a slightly bewildered face, maybe. <laughs> it's a frozen Bless smile. Bless his heart. Bless his but heart. But this is our, uh, our top story is that in just a matter of days, he's setting sail on, uh, actually, he's setting sail July 11th. So uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Wow. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Paul? No. I mean, I'll work him, but he's he's welcome to go there as often as he wants. That's, there's no way. Because, I mean, that's that's ice and cold all the time. There's no spring, summer. It's just ice. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is there a season? You know, like, is he in at least a warmer type of season? And no, no, that's tough. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm seeing all that ice. That, that's... that's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no. interested what our uh, listeners and the people who are watching think, of, you know, would you do it? And I think, like, I could probably do a half a day of it, you know what I mean? But I think I'd have to helicopter off that island or wherever he is, like, pretty pretty quickly. I don't think I could stay out there. I don't I don't know. I, I guess I like heat a little bit more than a frigid, frigid cold. Would you prefer the cold? <laughs> I totally. would much rather be totally. sleeping in a hotel room. Totally. Okay. I'd love the cold. I would love the cold. I think the seasons there are winter 1.0, winter 2.0, winter 3.0, and winter 4.0 with uh, an upgrade pending. Okay, we got uh, Timay in, uh, I think he's in Finland, right? I think he's in Finland. He can tell us. I think it's like he says there's six six months of uh, of cold or really cold <laughs> What is it? Three months of cold and 
nine months of damn cold where where he is. <laughs> and that's that's better than me. I, I really like the seasons as an East Coast boy. But this mm-hmm. activation, I think if that's what you're up to, man, I, I, I'm interested in the challenge of making that contact with him. You know, seeing what my system can do and, and how far I can reach and let him enjoy that view. And I can get just a little, little taste of it. And as uh, uh, Spike in the chat pointed out, there is 23 hours of sunlight. That's, you know, it's like in Alaska, there's the, they go into that season where it's, it's like daylight or, or like twilight the whole day. So, so we've got Karen would probably do something like that in the cold. She didn't mention how long. We've got you, that's a hard no, and me for like a minute. 20 minutes or so and then helicopter me out i think it's too expensive for me i'd probably be with with you on that i mean just for the experience just to do it for like half an hour and then we get the heck out of there and we set up his antenna and then rush back to the thing i may not even set it all up with a restaurant Uh, and 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 heat well (laughs) i i could do a day but i would need uh i would need a bathroom a day a bidet need, for a day. A bidet. I need a bidet. <laughs> I would need a bidet. I, I and we bring you. it right back around, don't we? Yeah, it always has to. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Well, there's the North Pole, and then there's the <clears throat> South Pole. You get my drift. Okay, good, then. Good grief, uh, Paul. You've got a uh, you've got a story for us today as well. What did you find this week that uh, piqued your interest? Well, you know, as hams, we're always trying, speaking of, of traveling and, and mobile operations, we're always trying to, you know, to experiment with antennas and try to get the optimum situation and, and, and the conditions and trying to get that antenna to work the best so that you can you can do what you want to when you're traveling. And so um, while this guy is not necessarily a ham, he, um, he subscribes to one of the satellite Internet services and he really wanted to to stay connected while he was on the road. So. He, uh, he he mounted a Starlink antenna on the hood of his Prius. Mm. Um, this is not, uh, surprisingly, a Florida man. This is a guy in California. Mm. And uh, the problem with what he did is that it's illegal as heck. Oh. And uh, he, he got pulled over by a, a, a chips officer and... Um, and said, uh, "Sir, I've, I've, you know, I've pulled you over because you mounted a satellite dish on on your hood." <laughs> and the guy goes, "Does that not block your view while you're driving?" And, and his answer was, "Well, only when I turn right." Um, oh, honestly, that was his answer. Um, and the problem is, like I said, it's illegal to do that. And uh, there, there are codes of, about uh, putting big things on front of the hood that block your vision the same sort of thing as making your window tint so dark that you can't see out and they can't see in um all this so while it's clever what he did um it's also not a thing that you can do and get away with it so he was fined for violating that uh, uh and then he uh he took his antenna down and put it in the back seat and so what would and, he have heard on this thing i i'm i'm confused of what he would have even <clears throat> been listening it's, to it's uh starlink it's satellite internet he oh, wanted to stay connected i, I guess see. better than a hot spot he wanted to stay connected because oh. he works in his car or something which working in your car while you're driving down the interstate also seems like another sort of issue um, yeah. taking phone calls is one thing but i don't know if you if you've got like word and excel up while you're driving i i see that as a problem good grief let's bring in uh karen karen what do you think about this 
Well, I think there are better places to stick it, so to speak. I think <laughs> I think an antenna. <laughs> Steve, you're. Steve. I think an antenna. <laughs> is, is the HR oh, office going to be open? Nick this? calls a timeout. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good grief! Yes. I think an antenna. An antenna has a place on a vehicle. I don't know that that is the place for it. I I think there are many other spots you can put an antenna on a car for sure. Look what look, what, look, look what you've even, done. Look what you've done. Proverbial fuzzy dice. Look what you've Steve, done to Steve. Really? Side cars. The fuzzy dice. <laughs> and the doggy in the back with the, the dingle balls. The fuzzy dice. <laughs> Cheech and Chong reference. Uh, there, you, there you go. Yep. There we go. Um, as, as, yeah, <laughs> and as much as I hate to quote Will Banks, um, he did mention in there that in some areas, a uh, 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 phone or well, radar detectors are illegal in a lot of mm -hmm. states. Um, but in some yes. places, you're you're limited to how you can mount your cell phone. Um, there are yeah. certain places mm -hmm. that you're allowed mm -hmm. to, to, to mount it and some that you're not. And they mentioned yeah. that, too, I think, in a different article on this one that you know, there are approved places where you can put a mount to hold a cell phone and some places you can't. So yeah. clearly a, a satellite dish on your hood is completely, it's completely ridiculous. outside of that. It's yeah. ridiculous. You know, the next thing, the Unless, next thing you're going to see is these people who put sunshades on their windshield uh, to protect the interior of the car from damage from the sun. And the sunshield says, please do not use while driving. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. I mean, who, who would, you have to yeah. do that. People are not going <clears throat> to think. Now, in that guy's defense, if he in fact only made <laughs> left-hand turns while he was driving, it may not have been as big an issue. Which is a race car driver, right? Hmm. Correct. So, yeah, he would need some yeah. proof but that that should, was a thing. Should he be checking his email in the middle of the Indy 500 is the question. Yeah. yeah you should well, keep I mean, realistically, just checking your email, that's why they do have, you know, cellular internet. But you know, whatever. If you want the satellite stuff. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I appreciate these two stories today. And, of course, you listening at home or watching on the uh, YouTube channel are welcome to give your thoughts and opinions. And maybe we'll bring them back next week. This falls under the category of, yeah, that's just not good. That's just not a wise thing to do. But I guess luckily the uh, the police, I guess you said John Poncharello, or, or was it uh, the other guy pulled him over? And that's a really old reference there. You made Chip's reference, and I went from Ponch and John. Nobody? Nobody. Johnny, no, I got John that. Baker and uh, Poncharello, yeah. <laughs> Joe Don, Joe Thanks Don for Baker. pulling me out, buddy. I appreciate that. It was, uh, it was crickets, everyone. <laughs> John and Punch. Nobody. John and Punch. Okay. But, yeah, leave your comments down below oh, was, in the video and let us know what you think. Yeah, Paul. It was actually Eric Estrada and Larry Wilcox were the original two. And then I think, didn't they do a reboot of that? I, I hate that word. Yeah, I, I watched the Reboot. original when I was a kid. I'm sure yeah. you guys uh, watched it a little mm -hmm. bit. John and Ponch, and you couldn't get much uh, tighter in those uniforms and, and actually <laughs> sit on a motorbike. And things yeah. would turn over and explode and all these, and nobody got hurt. It was Wait, uh, inside the uniform? Not inside <laughs> the uniforms. Right, oh, right. yeah. 
I'm sure the stuntmen <sighs> are like, oh, for real? And you guys just get up? Not even dirty. It's crazy. Yeah, they get up. They look pretty. They get the, they get the you know, all the, the uh, magazine covers and posters. Yep. Yeah. Punch and John. Look it up, kids. You'll like it. Uh, it's interesting television. My thanks to uh, Karen and to Paul. We'll do it again next week. And thanks for... Uh, Thanks for coming back again this week. I thought we'd have to have a contract renegotiation after three weeks off, but hey, we may well, not all right. You'll be hearing from my agent. I knew it was coming. You'll I, be I just hearing from which, HR. <laughs> unfortunately, in this case, my agent is Will Banks. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, he takes all yeah. the money. We know about. We know yeah. about him. he gets he gets twenty percent of what I get for Newsline. So. I think we'll be we'll be hearing from the the uh, American Gastroenterology Association. I too. hope we pick up a sponsorship. <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, digestive health. It's important, and you got to have fun with it because it's so dark and heavy. <laughs> it's enlightening. It's terrible. And uh, B. Butler says, "But what would Betty White have to say about this?" Oh, Betty White. I'm trying to get her on the show. If I could just get her on the show, things would really improve, guys. It would. Yeah. It would improve. 7-3, yeah. yeah. you guys. Take Agreed. care of yourselves. We'll catch Have up with you again next week. Bye-bye, guys. Take care. Hey. Bye now. All right. We're going to uh, shift gears a little bit here, and uh, we'll bring Sidecar Steve back. And we'll just want to let you know if, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is the kind of content you really enjoy, but there's a new way that you can support the content you enjoy uh, by visiting buymeacoffee.com if you'd like to. It's simple, easy, no setups. You don't have to have an account or anything like that. It's as simple as uh, buying a cup of coffee. And it's like a tip jar. That way you don't have any kind of long-term commitments and that sort of thing. Not that we're afraid of long car, uh, long-term uh, commitments. So this one, uh, this show is uh, an interesting thing, isn't it, Steve? I think uh, we got to the part now we can we can start to get serious. Yeah. Yeah, me and you. Yeah. That was all the serious there there was. Uh what's happening oh, in the chat? Everybody doing okay and uh enjoying yeah, the everyone's doing great and uh <laughs> I think everyone's having a, a good time with uh with the chat and uh <laughs> even Joe Pastor Joe talked about uh NFEDs. So uh, uh okay. Yeah, even, I believe even Joe's Getting oh, into the into the swing of things. Getting into the humor. You know, he's got a good sense of humor. I believe he said earlier in the chat he was a uh, colon cancer survivor. So uh, we, although we make light of that, we do uh, mm -hmm. really believe in digestive health. And it sounds like a joke. But uh, when you can make it uh, open like this and try to talk about exactly. it in this sort of way, maybe uh, you can realize you're not alone in these sorts of cases. Uh, didn't mean this to become a public service announcement today, but hey. You know, it is important. It's it's been kind of three weeks, and there's things have been a little pent up, so uh, we just kind yeah. of let it flow. We're usually not as dirty and nasty. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. All right, let's see oh uh, if I hit the right button. This will be the right button. I wanted to see how people were doing uh, with their thirteen mm -hmm. colonies. I think sometimes you were like me in the in the way that. We don't always get out. We, we try to do the field days. We just try to get into the Route 66 where we can, and you kind of steal the time as best you can in some of these cases. I mentioned a little earlier, I did not get to play too much radio, and I made a one contact from the parking lot of the beach. Uh, my girls went up there to just check out a, a little lighthouse. Uh, mm -hmm. 
quite near Lewis, uh, perhaps closer to uh, Rehoboth area. And it was just this nice little beach and there wasn't a lot of people on it. And I said, you know what, let me, I heard this guy and it was the first day. So it was, I guess, the first. And uh, took me a couple of times, made the call and tuned up the antenna, the, uh, the Tar Heel. And we made it, made it up to New York, put it down. Nice. And that was it. And I think I texted you right then. I was like, I got New yeah. York. And I thought there was a thing like, okay, maybe I won't set up. But, you know, I'll, maybe, I'll, uh, maybe I'll work some stuff from the mobile. And life sometimes just directs you in uh, other important ways. And I didn't, I didn't get to run any. Did you, uh, did you find anybody? Like, did you do it? No. See? No. It's, uh, Wednesday was really the first time coming out here into the shack. I uh, was, uh, as I was explaining to Marty uh, in the chat, uh, we were busy. Uh, mm -hmm. We've had uh, quite a few uh, fires that I had to tend to. And uh, so it, uh, I didn't get a chance to get into the shack. But I'll tell you, Wednesday, they, the band, uh, like 20 meters, was just wide open. It well late into the night. And I was kind of sad that uh, 13 Colonies ended at uh, midnight uh east coast time but uh and i the philadelphia station which i found out was a bonus station was just booming in here and a huge pile up and uh it was uh it was quite busy and it was nice to see the activity and uh you know will banks he made a clean sweep which is awesome and um and others were just uh enthusiastic about uh you know the 13 colonies it's it like route 66 the 13 colonies these uh yearly special event stations are just fantastic it's uh brings a lot of people on the air and uh and there, it just drives the enthusiasm it kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh the parks on the air when the uh you know celebrating the 100th anniversary of the national park system you know a few years back and uh, the enthusiasm that brought into the uh into the hobby and it's still continuing today uh, you know everyone doing their poda operations uh, which is uh which is great and uh getting a call so from I'm, the uh getting a call from uh sorry there steve gonna you guys can't nope. see me switching what i got here look at this little <laughs> switcher this is uh my brother gave me this little cb radio that he had nice for the uh i need to get it turned on uh, but anyway, I'm just teasing that I can dial up uh, the IT department there. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I uh, um, got uh, I got lucky. Uh, I got the full clean sweep too, but it nice. was tough. It was tough. Um, I, I was I was lucky that a couple of days I was working from home, and my office corner here is right next to my radio bench and my you know audio production suite, so. Um, I was able to be on the air during the day and checking from time to time when I wasn't taking a call or working a ticket. So, uh, but GB 13 was almost impossible. Um, this is only the second year I've actually heard him and I, I tried and tried on HF and I waited like three rounds of calling by the numbers mm. and he went all the way through the nines and nothing. And then, uh, then uh, I found out that he at one point was working on D star. So it's like, I hopped on there and I got it. And I, you know, I caught some crap on the forum for, uh, for doing D star, but it's like, you know what? I don't care. 
Yeah. Uh, it it okay. is what it is, and this is not super, you know, super important. It's just I want that contact for my sheet. The one I was afraid I was never going to get was the French one, um, because I, from what I can tell, it, it's just one op, and he only operated a few hours during the day, French time. So that meant that the majority of the time that we were all on the air trying to get him, he was sleeping. Uh, and then he spent most of his time, from what I could see on the spotting, down in uh, in CW land. Um, got on uh, got on FT four a couple of times, but even though it, it said it never showed up on my waterfall, and and finally, I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to try. It's been like 35 years since I've used CW. I mean, when oh, I wow. way back in '78, when I passed my general, I actually passed extra code at 21, but I haven't really used it much since then. So um, I thought, well, let's see. So I, I, I pulled up the software that can decode, so it's at least at least I can see that it's him. And finally, um, on 20, um, he came up just enough above the noise to where the software could pick him out and start decoding. And I saw his call, and I saw that he, he you know, he called you know, uh, QRZ. And so I know, I remember code well enough to be able to send my call and send like the signal report and that. So I just threw in my call real quick and, uh, he, he came back to me and I'm nice. like, Oh my God. So then I, I, uh, I, I replied <laughs> five NN, five NN, I N for Indiana. And he came back and he said, five NN to you, which means thank you. And it's like, Oh my God. I got him. You got on it. CW. And I it's nice. like I I thought that was not going to happen. And there were a lot of people who were really upset because of, you know, the the time difference and and I don't know, it's it's it is what it is, but I, I think there were some things for next year that could be improved a little bit on the the really hard to get bonus stations cuz like for the first mm -hmm. few years of this thing, I never even heard GB13 on any of the bands at any time. Hmm. And uh, finally, you know, last year I heard him and I, I got him. And then I found out that that I had somehow overlooked getting one of the 13 colonies when I went to fill out my report. And I'm like, damn. So I thought, this year I'll get it. <laughs> and then they throw in another rare bonus station. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, but I managed to get that. it, so... All yep. right, well, congratulations. We will switch back over here to side. Well, I'm, I'm glad... Uh, you know they're utilizing some of the newer modes. You know FT4, FT8, and uh, and then the traditional CW and uh, and voice. And uh, yeah, for years I've uh, I never heard the uh, the GB uh, station at GB13. So I, I know he was out there because I saw him spotted and and uh, on the clusters. But uh, but that's great. Uh, you know people making clean sweeps and uh, and I'm glad to. Glad to hear that, just kind of looking at... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of talk on Facebook. I just posted it up there a couple of days mm -hmm. ago to see how everyone did, and um, lots of people responded. We got uh, 75 comments. We couldn't go through all of those for sure, mm -hmm. but I appreciate all of that. And uh, now that we've started this very small Discord uh, channel, uh, or I guess you'd call it, yeah, I don't know what I think. Discord uh, group. Discord something thing. Uh, but uh, people there also are, were very active in spotting, so that's kind of fun too in that in that com uh, community. Uh, Matt ended up getting all of them for a full sweep. Good job to you, Matt. Ron wound up with eleven. 
that's uh that's pretty good too um let's see steven ft8 sweep hopefully the people who do you know they don't look at i mean we just heard a little bit from paul where people talk about and they see it being digital being a little like a poo poo sort of thing i hope people don't well it was the it was the d star contact that that someone can mm-hmm. go you know poo poo and uh, well you made a d star contact well if the only reason i made a d star contact with the station was the station was on d star so sure. don't bust my chops because yes. i made the contact on d star Plus the chops of the guy that uh, is initiated it. So, you know, but that also, yeah, it, you know, 13 Colonies is kind of an HF event, but why limit it to HF? Why not bring in like D-Star or DMR or something like that and bring the technician uh, class folks in that they get a chance? And so... A correspondent that, it, in, in Picayune uh, says, as for D-Star... It's an allowed mode, period. Full stop. Exactly. There, don't need to say anymore. So, yeah, it's, you know, there's going to be the grumps, and they're going to moan and groan about everything and anything. So, yeah, not gonna, you know, they, everybody. They, they can go stuff it, you know, where the sun doesn't shine. Mike, Oops. clean sweep on CW and sideband. Good. He was working, uh, and that's mm-hmm. good. Let's see. Uh, let's see, Robert... All right, little, uh, let's see, a little animation there. Mark got a clean sweep, including all the bonus stations. Well done. He's 100 watt ID 288, and you're 59. Bob got all 13 this time, 8CW and 5 uh, single sideband. Very good. Benton, all 13. Uh, the WM3 pen, I think that's in Philadelphia, if I'm remembering correctly, from last year because I didn't get to play as much. Uh, David good got on, all thirteen. Good. Go ahead. Yeah, Steve. good on Robert. Good on Robert. He uh, he he finally got the KC two Charlie, and uh, it looks like he was uh, got it right there at nine p.m. on forty. Good job. That could be a little bit of uh, nerve wracking. There's Paul's post there. Got his clean sweep. Very good, Michael. Same here. All right. So a lot of people were active. That's great. That's great. They were busy. I mean, you you could hear mm-hmm. quite a bit. I don't know who was. You know, it sounds like the French station was maybe not on as much. That sort of thing. Jack, all fourteen stateside on CW and single sideband. Delbert got a clean nice. sweep. There's Doug. Only got nine. Nine is good though. Nine is good if you can. Nine is better than none. Bit. Yep. I got uh, zero. So you zero. did better than me. <laughs> zero and one. You guys win. Philip, 10 Colonies, and uh, WM3PEM. Dave, only New York for me. I'm going to go ahead and like this because that's the same for me. Bloop. There you go. You're getting a like for me because that's exactly how mine went. All 13 from Michael. They're pretty good. Uh, George, he's got his numbers there, but uh, we'll go through that. 13 for Eddie. All on CW. Good job, buddy. Wow. You're going to be the resident CW guy sending these messages. Clean sweep from John, and you can see a lot of activity here. Jarrett, all 13, got 11 from Mike, Terry. So, yeah, if you're interested in Facebook, a lot of people don't do it. That's why I'm cool with the, uh, or I'm excited that Steve has uh, joined the Discord because he's never done the Facebook stuff before, and then I see him in the digital realm, and I'm like, Steve, Sidecar is here. Wow, Sidecar! <laughs> sidecar! It's like when people walk into Cheers, and everybody yells, Norm. It's norm. becoming uh, the norm now for uh, Sidecar. 
to be called sidecar. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad we started calling you that and not something else. Oh, As yeah. Mark ended up with four, lightning uh, struck on the first evening. I got it. Uh, there's Timothy Goodrich. Uh, it's the last of the 13 colonies. He picked that up there. Full pull for Don Wilbanks, who's in the chat. And hello to him, of course. Kirk, 13 plus the bonus station. Uh, Patrick Good ended job. up with 11. Michael with two. And the beauty of this here, Steve, is I think that people were just engaged in kind of having fun. Yeah. They were just doing it. Oh, yeah. And the propagation was great. It was, you know, other than we had the blackout, uh, a couple of uh, flares that got uh, thrown out from the sun because uh, the sun's waking up and uh, kind of mm -hmm. uh, caused uh, some radio blackouts. But uh, other than that, uh, the numbers were good and and everyone was having a good time. So hopefully uh, this will continue. And then uh, we got Route 66 coming up uh, later in the year. So that's another one to to get out there and uh, get ready for. So I love that one. Time. Yeah, I, that. I like I that one too. That's a cool one because you can actually in your mind or you can do it with a map mm -hmm. uh, visually check out the, the path of Route 66 from basically here all the way out to California. And that's kind of fun to play along with that one as well yeah the route 66 and 13 colonies are two great uh yearly uh, uh operating events special events and and you know and i'm not dishing on all the other special events like we have you know the various carriers and battleships and uh there's a, a one that i always try to participate in every year is the uh, uh commemoration of world war one they uh, get on the on the air um uh, Indianapolis uh, Speedway does a uh, special event uh, every year. So, uh, you know, if you hear special event stations out there, go out and work them. It's, uh, you know, these people put in a lot of time in getting these ready and set up and things like that. So, uh, and they want to, you know, work you. So get out there and work them. And uh, whatever mode they're working is all acceptable. If they want to work D-Star, yeah. then so be it. You work D-Star. One of the ones. Yeah, Steve, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta, hold on, the IT I, I, department. I, I got to switch over oh. to you just to make sure we get. Yeah, here we go. Yep, I get um, you on the CB. Steve, Steve the Speedway uh, event actually is is three. Um, yeah. They uh, they do one activation before the Indy Grand Prix, which is the IndyCar mm -hmm. race run on the road course part. They do another one for the Indy 500, and then uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. When there's another there's one, one coming up. Oh, it's for the brickyard. The brickyard, yeah. The Coca Cola 600. Yeah, if you get all three, I think you get a certificate as well. Mm -hmm. um, I've mm -hmm. managed, for me, that one's tricky because because um, uh, I don't have 80 capabilities right now, and I'm really too close to Indianapolis for 40 mm -hmm. to work. But so far this year, propagation has been weird, and I've managed to get the first two. So I'm hoping to get the last one. So, yep, I got two down this year. I got three last year, but I never put in for the certificate. I just work them. I hear them on the yeah. air and I work them. You know which ones and I can't miss? Well, the th the twelve days of Christmas is one where you're like it's the countdown, the anticipation, uh -huh. all goes with it. And the one I really love because every year you start to think about it, and I can't believe it's going to be twenty years uh, since nine eleven. And the firefighters oh, yeah. in New York City go on the air, and I don't know if I think I worked this guy named Andy, or I have several times since I, I was licensed and got on HF, but it's a must for me. It feels like I have to work this guy 
and it's a real mm-hmm. short window. If if they do it like leading into the day, I'll be surprised. But I know it's like just a day or two days. Maybe it's maybe it's more. But yeah. I, I feel like I gotta I gotta do that one. And I'm blown away by the fact that it's 20 years this year. It's just I know it's crazy. <laughs> seems like yesterday so uh yeah i worked them last year and uh so i'm looking forward to working the uh, 9-11 special event all right very good you know we should do we should take some questions here and this is a uh let's see here we can do this there we go we have not yeah yeah uh, oh coca-cola 600 is in charlotte and the uh, brickyards in indy thanks for uh keeping me in line this year they will feature a uh a driver Who's new? And he's uh, in this week. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his satellite rig. He's making all left turns, and he's in a Prius. So we'll see how he does. Probably not uh, so good. All right. So let's uh, let's take a look at some of the questions that have come in. We had a couple weeks, so um, you're you're welcome. You can either email. You can put them in the chat. If you put them in the chat, put a Q, and then just write your question. That way, mm-hmm. we can go ahead and pull those now and uh, put them in the queue and that sort of thing and, and talk about them. But uh, we haven't done this in like three weeks, so I'm a, I'm a yeah, little... Yeah, no kidding. I'm a little rusty. And, and some, of, you know, some of the questions that are just coming, I've just picked a, a few for this week. Uh, you will know that I do not prep. There's that word again, prep. Bring it all <laughs> by where three quarters of the way home. We got to bring it up. But I don't tell Steve what the questions are. He doesn't want to know what the questions are. So a disclaimer, if we don't know, we'll go and uh, do some more research. This is more of an opinion question here, and you're welcome to chime in in the chat as well. QSL cards, is this a dying tradition? I, It's been dying for years, if you've li- listened to the, you know, to the critics out there. Um, I don't think it will ever die. It's... Uh, Having logbook of the world and QRZ and uh, well, there's another one, the e log or whatever. Um, that's kind of helping on the confirmations, but uh, the the QSL card is still traditional. It's uh, I think people are not doing it as much uh, due to the cost of uh, the postal rates. You know, stamp is more than fifty cents now, and um, but we have you know logbook of the world which you know helps uh you know confirm things like that uh you know if you're working for uh you know awards and things like that so i'd say yeah there's probably a little bit of a decline but it's still there there's still people you know make their cards they have them and they're sending them and uh, but i don't think it'll ever go away it's a it's an old tradition in the hobby and uh, and it's here to stay i feel like when i got in you know, around 2012, and then I got on the HF, and then I started making contacts, and I loved, ever since I was a little kid, I loved to get mail. Like, I thought it was just mm-hmm. the coolest thing. You know, you're talking 100 years ago, too, but, I mean, I know things have changed, but I feel like I've gotten more in the past, you know, and every once in a while, I'll get some from the Bureau, and that feels real cool, and you're like, wow, you got a confirmation from Spain or wherever it mm-hmm. may be, but I feel like they've gone down a little bit and i try to check my box every week you know and i i'm not as on as much as often so there's kind of some factors but i love it and just a quick little story i love the qsl cards 
from the 40s and the 50s. And a little insight into the original 100 watts and a wire logo. When I was trying to think that out and talk to my guy who helps me um, with that sort of stuff, I wanted it to look like an old you know, QSL card. I wanted it to have like mm-hmm. this kind of cool, I mean, I don't know if I achieved it. He did a good job for me. I don't know if you can even see that. But part of it, I wanted it to have that kind of look about it. There was like a typewriter look about it, the big letters and the numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and the I, dial so, in there. Yeah, I just so, I'm so like, I don't know, it's romantic for me in a way, those old QSL cards. I'd probably collect those old, old ones too. So I don't know. My activity is probably not as much to get them. I think the postage is a big deal, like you mentioned. I think uh, sending them. I don't do the EQSL cards. You know, I get them every now and again, and I'm like, oh. But it's like delete, and I don't know if I feel bad about it. I'm not going to make a folder and keep them because they're so, you know. But I've got a box. So I'm curious to see what the people think as well, too. Uh, When do you Mm -hmm. remember getting your first qsl cards and was it a big deal for you back then steve oh yeah back in the day it was really like you know i was you know a young guy and uh it was like wow i'm getting mail and a qsl card was uh was really cool and uh i just uh cranked one out with a postcard you know because i you know teenage kid and don't have a lot of money so i can grab a postcard and uh and crank one out and make and those work just as well it uh Mm -hmm. it it, uh just was easy and uh very inexpensive and then you know the postage was uh you know much cheaper for a for a postcard versus a letter and uh and then things have kind of evolved and then uh you know people put in uh self-addressed stamped envelopes and uh that kind of helps and uh so it's uh, usually if someone wants a card, then you know they'll maybe take the extra step and put in a self-addressed stamped envelope, and uh, and that helps you know getting the cards back. So it, maybe we'll uh, do a show on it. We'll talk about it. And maybe bring out some. I've got some in a box here, and there's some that I I want. You know, there's a couple mm-hmm. there. There's a couple stations out there that I'd like to get. You know, whether they're big D expeditions or they're people. You know, and you mm-hmm. want to have them. I, I've got my first. I've got my first, which was really just across town, you know, uh, N0JZ, I believe. Yeah, it's got to be his call. You know, he's 40 minutes away from me, but it was my first actual contact. And he had set helped me set up that, you know, antenna. Anyway, mm-hmm. and then there's some others. They're friends of mine and things that I have. I bet you I got you deep in there, too, somewhere. You made a QSL oh, yeah. card. We've only got a thousand QSOs. If I don't have your card by now, I'm going to find out. But anyway, yeah. Oh yeah, you, we got it. We got it. <laughs> put your card, your uh, your card comments, and where you are on this in the comments below the video, so they'll kind of live there and maybe inspire some conversation about that. And thank you for that question. All right, Steve, we got another one here. Can you talk about elevated radials on vertical antennas? Some. Uh, yes. So, in a nutshell, you don't need as many as uh, three or four will uh, will work uh, just as effective as having thirty-two on the ground. It's uh, it's a, l- a little bit more efficient, and um, but you have you know the issues of the radials being uh, 
you know, kind of depending on how high you uh, elevate your vertical, so the feed points, so say six or eight feet. Now you got these uh, these wires that are kind of hanging down low. And if it's out in the middle of your yard, you know, you can kind of, you know, hang yourself on that. Uh, but it uh, the if you get a lot more efficiency uh, because it's elevated. And uh, when you ground mount an antenna, you have uh, ground loss losses that's why you have to have uh, more uh, radials on the ground and uh, and i'm just kind of giving you the highlights just uh let me ask you a question i mean do you have to tune those do you have to tune those they should be about a quarter wavelength of uh and then maybe five percent larger than a quarter wavelength of the operating frequency you're you're operating on so I've known guys that have put a vertical, say, on top of a, a garage or a shop, and they have taken uh, uh, their – so let's take a R7 or R9, you know, multi-band uh, vertical antenna. You mount it on top of your, uh, your, your shop or your outbuilding that has a wooden structure, and uh, they'll take uh, – Two or three wires that will be cut for 40 meters, so they'll be about 34 feet long, and then they'll have one for 20, then they'll have another one for, say, 10, and they'll kind of lay those out over over the roof line. And um, but it, that's the ideal. Uh, yeah, I would just have your ground radials that, uh, cut for the lowest band if it's a multi-band antenna, and and go from there. Okay. But all you need is no more than four to get the same efficiency as a uh, as uh, being on the ground. It, it's basically the counterpoise that the antenna is working against. All you need is four and elevated. All right. Hope that helps. All right. Last question of our uh, this segment here. Can you recommend a solid watt meter? That's kind of tricky there. I know we got some old classics and we've got some newer technology. Uh, what do you think? A solid watt meter? Mm-hmm. Bird. That's it. I mean, that's what we use on the uh, on the professional side. But a bird is uh, pretty expensive. And uh, not everybody can af- afford a, uh, a bird watt meter. Just the watt meter itself is uh, uh, quite uh, expensive. And then you got to get slugs that... Uh, are tuned for a frequency range and power setting so uh, but uh, bird watt meters are pretty much the gold standard uh, when it comes to watt meters when it comes down to the uh, into the for what we use in the amateur rank uh, Daiwa has been a a, a good solid meter and um, and there's probably some others out there but uh, I would probably go with a Daiwa um, MFJ has some uh, pretty decent watt meters, so um, it's. I would go from there. It's. I, it's kind I of a, use. They're not cheap, though. They're not. And I don't know what a bird would cost, but I've always seen those. Those are kind of classic, mm-hmm. solid, rock solid. I've got this uh, LP100A here, and I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen some other ones, and it does me fine. I think there's always a little uh, degree of you know. I don't know, even, I think it's a stip, not a stipulation, but they say that out of the box, there could be a varying, you know, it's I I would enough. say the amateur grade meters could be, you know, maybe 5% uh, uh, accuracy. There could be, it could be off by 5% versus a, a, uh, 
a bird watt meter, which is going to be within 1%. Uh, but, uh, you know, those are devices that are are designed to be calibrated and, uh, you know, each slug is, uh, the, there's a way to calibrate them and they have to go through a, a, a calibration lab. So, uh, but for us, I mean, we, we just kind of want to get relative and get, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we're limited to 1500 watts and, uh, but, you know, if we're within 5%, uh, yeah, we're close. So that's why you just always kind of stay on air on the side of caution and stay below 1500 if you're if you're running full power. All right. There you go. I hope that helps. All right. Let me uh, let me try to do something here because I could see that our friend Paul had some he had some comments here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to move you over here. So our friends that are watching on the YouTube uh, can see the three uh, gentlemen here, three amigos. If I had the hat, three knuckleheads wouldn't, wouldn't fit in here. <laughs> Paul, what were you? Uh, what were you uh, thinking over there? Got a follow up? Oh, wait a second here. Let me uh, do this. Part. He's muted. Pardon me. That's not Will Will Banks is. It's in his contract that I, I think you hit a word limit, and uh, okay, just, and then you have to turn me off. Yeah. Well, I can't. I can't have him <laughs> anymore if I let you talk too much. I think that's what. Got it. it. Go ahead. Yeah. You got a follow up? Um. Actually, I was originally following up on the QSL thing. Yeah, uh, go as ahead. As, like, as we, far we as the meters, my, uh, my primary is a Berg 43. Um, that's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I learned on my Elmer was a radio repair guy, and that's what he had, and so that's kind of where I just got that. Um, I've got a, a couple of different slugs for it, uh, so that stays in as my main HF meter. I've got a Daiwa that I use for VHF, UHF. Um, so I don't have to swap them out. Um, but as far as QSL cards, I, I'm old school. I mean, I've been a ham for 44 years, so I like paper QSLs, and I like I like sending them and, and getting them back. It's exciting to get a card from somewhere else. Um, you know, the eQSL thing. I mean, uh, I do Logbook of the World and that, but it's just. It's like when I got my uh, worked all states, it was all paper cards. I. I didn't want to do the mix thing and that's one of the reasons why dxcc has been a little challenging is finding the last like 10 countries where because because i get frustrated and i know i shouldn't but i get frustrated when i find a dx station for a country that i need on my list and i i work him and i go to his qrz page he says no nah, i don't do that that qsl card thing anymore i just work the stations and it's like oh great so you are a yeah. station that I needed for my DXCC, and now I'm not going to get it. So um, I and and I don't mind if a, an, a DX station or a you know a contest station asks for a couple of bucks um, because if they are rare, they're getting you know a couple hundred QSL cards a, a, a week or a month, and that's a lot of money you know for one guy to send out. So you know oh yeah. It, it, Cost like two or three bucks to send a card, so I don't mind stuffing a couple of dollar bills in the envelope when I going send to, it. Uh, I do use. Oh, it's okay. I I'm going to use, switch over to. We're going to go to our uh, our Finland office here while we're while we're all just just talking here. And Tame, okay. he is Oscar Hotel Seven uh, Tango. That's his uh, Tame. He says uh, those uh, rare QSL cards. What I do send, I do write those by hand. I would like to get Finland. Uh, in the log, I'd like to work Teme. So if we could sort that up, uh, that'd be great. Where it's uh, what is it? It's it's really cold for three months of the year, and it's damn cold. Damn cold for nine. For the rest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. It. Um, 
my initial QSL cards when I was a kid were just like plain white with just, you know, my call and then like the box on the front for putting the stuff. They mm -hmm. were inexpensive and they just did the trick. But when I really got back into it a few years ago, I decided I wanted something prettier like I'd been getting. So mine now, you can see them too. Oh, hang on, let me line them up in this window. Um, you can see them on, uh, it's on my QRZ page as well. Um, I wanted something that represented both me and my area and that's a photograph of uh, uh, old abandoned US 30 drag strip which for the Midwest is Steve. a famous racetrack. Steve is a and dirty old man. You mentioned your area and I could see there was a, something. Yeah. I know him too well. He wanted to go and talk about it. Region. Well, region <laughs> would work there as well. It doesn't same. work. It just doesn't um, work. It's so that's that's a very famous, <laughs> famous old drag strip uh, around here and that's a photo that I took of that. So it's something of me and something of where I live. And uh, so that's that's what I send out. Nice. Well, good. well thank you for uh, participating today on this show. And uh, you are welcome. Yeah, appreciate all that. I'm gonna... And make sure you send the check to, will. to Will Banks. We'll dial him uh, so you can get your uh, you can get your 20. He gets a commission. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Thanks, yeah, Paul. Yeah, he gets 20% of your uh, Newsline uh, check. So. Yeah, I don't understand how all that money works out, but but you know, yo, yeah. I think uh, it was a fun return back today. I was excited. I'll look over here in the chat for a few minutes before we wrap it up and um, move about our Saturday. We've got rain here today. Uh, we've uh, let's see, nine mile an hour winds. We could probably talk a little bit about the uh, weather stations. You know, on this Discord channel with the 100 watts and a wire uh, Discord thingy, we have. Uh, We've kind of got talked into, not talked into, I mean, I've always had a curiosity about it. You can see Steve's weather station there. And I bought the same one. I was in New York, and everybody was so excited about watching the weather. And I've got plans. I'm going to launch a new uh, stream here on the 100 Watts and a Wire network. And weather is 90% of, you know, emergencies. Yeah. And so it is a big part. So... When I came back, uh, Steve had done some research. There's a lot of good ones out there and some really high-end weather stations oh, God, out yeah. there that I'm not in the market for. But Steve uh, did some research while I was away. He said, this is the one I'm going to get. And I'm like, cool, I'll get that one too. And so now we both have these weather stations. And Pastor Joe, who's working with us on this other, uh, other project in the stream that will be coming up soon, he's uh, compiling weather station information of people in our mm -hmm. community that way we can actually give reports from these different areas and you had talked about this morning a little off the air about uh developing regions so we can have people in yeah. different locations and that sort of thing so if you're into the weather and you have a weather station uh let's connect we can do that on facebook you can drop me a line and uh pastor joe is uh, gonna gonna start to uh, become the repository of these uh, this information, the links, if you do the, you know, you've got to link your station to the Internet, which um, it wasn't overwhelming. It was a little dicey. I was like, oh, no, man, I was just getting it. I'm like, I can see it. That's enough. But uh, I figured it all out anyway. But if you've got your station connected to the Internet mm -hmm. and want to participate or be a, like a reporting station uh, mm -hmm. for this uh, project I'm developing, Let's, uh, let's make the contact and get this information together, and, and it'll be pretty cool. I like it, Steve. Is there anything about it that, that you're like kind of, you know, because 
I would always wake up and go, hey, Siri, what's the temperature? Exactly. And she's just like, do you hear that? She responded. (laughs) Shut up. Shut your mouth. I've got another thing. But, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd wake up and I'd ask her. And, uh, yeah, 75 degrees here. I get a little bit more detail. I'm not reliant on, you know, something else. I got it right here at 25 Mm -hmm. feet. I didn't mean to cut you off. What did you find about the uh, station that you find valuable? Uh, well, I, I had a coworker of mine. Uh, I asked him, and this is how we ended up uh, going with the ones we are using. It's, mm-hmm. He's been using it for years, cool. and uh, and he's had, you know, it's been fantastic for him. Yeah, the like you, I get up in the morning and I'll pull out the, you know, I'll grab my phone and uh, hit the weather. But the problem is the weather the temperature and what it's going to be all comes from the airport which is across the valley from me so um, and here though there's you know the weather kind of changes a little bit and uh what the wind speed at the airport's going to be different than what it's going to be here and um so it's uh, having one here now is going to be nice the the biggest issue i uh, why i kind of got the uh the weather station was to um to see which direction the wind's coming out of and uh, to point my beam into the wind because mm. uh, dealing with a large HF beam, it has a tendency to, if I don't have it pointing it, it generally in the, in the direction of the wind, the antenna moves it. Uh, and then I got to go reset everything. And oh, uh, so, <laughs> so that, that's kind of the, the biggest factor why I got it. But you know, right, right behind it is, um, uh, I see that you know this uh, the, the community coming together and being kind of weather centric and I'm and as I was explaining earlier it's like I think you know if we had a a page off the hundred watts and a wire dot com uh, page that had a like a map and then every all of our community members that participate we can have a point on the map say hey what's the weather up in you know in New Jersey and I just go click there and it's, oh here, here I got uh, Paul and Joe and I can pick from there how's it you know going there what's it doing down in Florida what's it doing over at your place right. someone can come find out way hey, what's it doing in central Washington and uh, if we can get more people involved in it I'm kind of think it would be kind of cool just a yeah. uh, and and Joe's got a uh, he's already got a list running and that I need to check out and I've already changed my uh, coordinates if you will and the name of mine so I got to connect with him. Pastor Joe is in the chat right now. Perhaps he can post up with the best way to kind of uh, send your links and he can be the repository of this. We'll figure out if we can get some sort of mapping thing. It might be above my uh, my level, but somebody watching is probably. Um, better at that than I, I am but I, I get your point where you can kind of pinpoint where these locations are it, and maybe it's already it's exists. cool oh it's yeah. totally cool. I mean it, it's there I mean you you can uh you can go to aprs.fi and uh you'll find weather stations reporting there people that you know report on the internet somehow they show up on uh, aprs.fi and uh it uh but I I kind of think if we had a a community you know our community then we know you know people that we know and uh and it's coming from their house and it's yeah is it an overkill yeah but who cares okay but it's us it, this is for us not super expensive for- uh they were asking ben ben did ask here and we can talk about our stations in a little more detail but this mm-hmm. is called the ambient what's the second word at the top a- of that ambient 
ambient, ambient weather i think it is ambient weather and so it had yeah. it's uh the model oh geez is it oh my, it's like i think about. like 2904c i think it's 2902c uh, 29 yep ws 2902c so whiskey charlie 2902 charlie and it's uh uh, ambient weather. I got it uh, right off of uh, Amazon. So I'll just okay. put that in there and away you go. Pastor Joe is um, managing this uh, database, if you will, of 100 watts and a wire. Folks who maybe have weather stations or yes. will be getting one in the uh, future. So uh, you can uh, write him at wa2joe at arrl dot net. And I can't wait to see that he's got a collection. I didn't. I didn't go in there yet. I was setting mine up and getting it on the Wi-Fi and getting it all together. So I think that, it'll be that's fun. the next thing I need to do is get it on the. Well, first I got to get a Wi-Fi out here in the shop. I do everything hardwired out here. So uh, set up an AP and then uh, and then set it all up. The, one of the reasons I went with the ambient and uh, and so you. It's wireless, so it operates in the 915 megahertz range, so right in the in the ham band. There's another one that, like uh, Pastor Joe uses, and I think Paul uses it. It operates in the the 434 range, 434, 435. So, being I kind of play with uh, UHF repeaters and things here, I felt that I didn't want to have the uh, the conflict there so when you are looking for a weather station especially when they're wireless look at uh, the frequencies they operate under or communicate from the sensors back to your uh, uh, to your display unit and then look at your operation and and where you operate and just you know do a little you're basically doing a little frequency management at your uh, at your QTH so uh, something to kind of consider so, so this for me, is all kind of born out. Sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Did I miss so step on you? So yeah, it's just kind of you know do your frequency management and and you know your operations at you know you're operating at your house versus where at my place here, two different things. But just keep those in mind when it comes to uh, to the to the sensor. They all will do Wi-Fi that will connect to the internet, and so uh, it's pretty pretty simple plug and play. It works pretty well. And easy to assemble. They're not sponsors of ours, although that's a good idea. I, I know Paul, um, what's it, N2HYG, was talking to Pastor Joe on the Discord. And so, so the, this whole thing with Discord kind of came up when it's kind of emergency information focused, uh, but it's open for everybody. And as I'm developing this new show, uh, people were talking about different things. So weather, of course, is a big topic. Um, I think Joe said something, and Paul was like, he got that. Next thing you know, I'm traveling, I get location, and you're like, I'm going to go with this one, and I'm like, done. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even, like, you know, it was just uh, suddenly we needed uh -huh. to. I'm, I'm glad you guys didn't say I needed a step IR. And I've been like, oh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Done. This wasn't as, uh, as as expensive, but there, it wasn't even peer pressure. It was just like. Yeah, this this all makes sense, and I like the idea of collecting, uh, you know, different things as we get into this emergency information. And I'm, and I'm live on the air. We can kind of pull these different spots. We can go to where these troubles are, where this weather is, 
and see did that station just blow whatever is it gone is it you know that kind of thing so and you can tie a uh, web camera to them too which is kind of interesting in in itself but more yeah, information that was kind of neat too so it's kind of yeah. like wow and then mounting is pretty straightforward it's just uh there's a uh, bubble level that's built in right on the uh on the sensor the sensor is all one assembly you just put uh just a couple of things you assemble to it and bit of bang bit of boom i uh i mounted mine on uh, one of my towers at, at about the 25 foot level uh just uh cut some unistrut made a standoff it sits off about two feet from the tower and uh but pretty easy pretty simple and uh there's a reset button and hit that and boom it came up and it communicates uh, so it's pretty totally pleased with easy. it so it's far. like two screws and you clip in the the section that gathers the water so anyway again yep. it's not a uh, i can only endorse it for myself for what i've had it up there for a little bit but um i dig it so far and i think you know they go up in price but this one was at a good price point it didn't hurt didn't seem to hurt uh, that much and you point it north you point it north so you catch the proper with the winds and all that sort of stuff but yeah and you learn something don't rely on your compass on your phone oh <laughs> they, are, they are not oh, very accurate vague. get yeah. yourself a real compass and you should always have a real compass anyway and uh and, and i then, did where is it it's here yeah it's here i yeah, ended up taking good. it up there because my phone and uh, this is my compass here that i use here. there you go uh, it's a ranger and again a ham years ago told me what what they were using i don't know who it was but uh this works i get up there with the phone i've got it up there about 20 25 feet and it's giving me multiple readings and i set this thing yep. to where i think it's going north and i'm like cool ladder get it down and i'm like wait a minute and i go back under and i'm holding the phone again and it's off i'm like so anyway, uh, yeah, do use a real compass when you're real you, compass. don't trust that yep. phone. No offense, Siri, but uh, yeah, I, I don't need her for you, weather anymore. It gets you. It kind of gives you the direction. You know, oh, that that's north. But uh, even then, it could be. I wanted uh, to dial it a little closer. It was kind of north, but I was like, mm, that's not close enough. And yeah, anyway, so guys, uh, that's kind of a project that's going to run parallel with the new emergency stream that I've been developing, and I'm sl I'm a slow cooker. I don't want to jump out of the it's, box when we're not quite ready, and so it's I, I'm simmering right now. So it's, it's simmering, and, and we're getting little bubbles, and I'm like, okay, so maybe a practice run. I think um, the team over that's kind of hanging out in the discord is is ready to go and there's so many emergencies steve i don't have to tell you i mean there's so much going on and it's oh yeah well we just had the uh, tropical storm that just uh, hugged up the east coast and uh, mm -hmm. what was cool was joe made a comment he said hey go look at jeff's uh, weather station and uh right now because the low is going to be you know right over his uh station and i you know clicked on that link that uh that it was provided and sure enough it's like wow look at that uh, barometric pressure so <laughs> yeah kind of a little geeky there but uh you know it's going to be kind of cool it's to totally have this geeky. So. who cares right who cares? and uh, steve <laughs> and i had um basically ha except for the humidity this morning steve and i had the the same temperature it was uh warmer in the shack than it was outside yep. and now it is now 77 degrees here and 76 holding at 76 in the shack you probably hear a fan what are you at now, Steve? 
Uh, 70, just shy of 77 outside okay. and uh, just shy of 80 here in the shack. Oh, you're heating up in the and shack. I, yeah, you yeah, and I got the fan going, too. So, yeah. Well, there you have. It friends. is what it is. There you have. Yeah, we got a simmer going. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pop on this real soon because we're in the middle of uh, hurricane season, a lot of other things going on. You got major heat out west and up in Canada. They've got a lot of heat going on, so there's plenty of things to talk about for the geeky type but also the preparedness uh, side of things really I think we're more than just ham radio operators and a lot of preparedness um, plans have communications as well so um, that's kind of what we'll be you know, digging into here soon yeah and then we got you know the tornadoes and uh, lightning for our folks in the Midwest and that was one other thing that I've uh, I saw that's available is you can uh, get these uh, lightning detectors that can tie into your uh, into your weather station too so I think Ricardo's that, got one of that I went to Florida a year or two ago I don't remember I was talking to Ricardo when I was in Florida and he was talking about the uh, the lightning strikes and I was like Mm-hmm. what like it wasn't just yeah. six or 60 or 600 it was thousands and i was like what like where am <laughs> i right now so he may be actually a resource ricardo you're you're in there you can speak to um you can speak to this lightning stuff but he's got a gauge and it knows however yeah. it works and i was like you're kidding me right thousands of lightning strikes yeah yeah it's cool i've so we got a lot of po- we have a lot of power in our hands here, and just with a simple little uh, little weather station, and it's something that you know when we were on the air, we're always talking. That's one of the most common things we talk about when we you know make a contact with mm-hmm. someone. Hey, how's the weather over there? Yeah, weather's you know the yada yada yada, and uh, so this way we'll uh, be accurate. The, those guys <laughs> do it. Sometimes they do it as crutches because it's yeah. it helps you buffer the conversation, mm-hmm. and you kind of get into whatever else, but. Also, I've heard yeah. nets where they only give weather. Yep. Yeah, we have uh, on one of the Link Two Meter repeaters. There's uh, they have a weather net every morning, uh, and it's uh, kind of a, a statewide linked system. And they're talking about um, okay, this is our barometric pressure, this is our temperatures, this is our dew point, uh, and you know some guys give a really big. Uh, uh, weather report others just say hey it's you know so and so degrees and no wind and and this and that and it, so yeah it's it's a big thing and uh and there is you know the tie-in between the you know the the hobby here and the national weather service so i'm mean, weather's a weather weather is a big thing for us and mm-hmm. yes it's kind of a crutch for uh people you know when you meet them on the air for the first time but you know, it's something that we all do in common, and I kind of see it as, you know, you're kind of feeling the other guy out uh, and, you know, see where they're at, and you got something in common right off the bat, weather. So what's your weather doing, and what's my weather doing, and then you just kind of go from there and uh, continue the conversation. Ricardo reports uh, this week 10,000 strikes in a few wow. days. So, yeah, that's wow. a very rounded number, but I'm, I, I, I bet you it's... Uh, <laughs> Or <laughs> super accurate, like that is really precise. But yeah, ten thousand lightning strikes in a few days in Florida, and mm-hmm. I was like gobsmacked, or whatever that term is. Like, holy, where am I? But anyway, that's what's going on. We've got a new weather thing. We do have the Discord thing. You're welcome to um, join us over there. And it's a it, you see a lot of that kind of emergency base, weather base sort of uh, conversation and talk. Mm-hmm. The the condo collapse. 
in Florida was a big topic here over the last week or so because that's a that is an emergency. So that's been a conversation that's been happening mm-hmm. over there as well. And soon, uh, the emergency information stream is uh, coming from the 100 watts in a wire network. But I think for now, we fooled them again, Steve. It's so nice to be yes, in we the. Did. Uh, it's been so <laughs> nice. We all that stuff we just made up. I don't. I don't know any of it's true. Uh, we fooled them again, and it's nice to be back uh, home and off a of vacation, and and with you guys again, our community. That's why we we do it. Uh, so thank you guys for coming by today. Thanks to Karen and to Paul and to all of you. Make sure you get your lightning and your uh, weather station information to Pastor Joe. His uh, email address is in the chat. He'll collect them, and uh, that'll be part of that stream too. So there you go. 73 for now, Steve. We'll uh, Tomorrow night we're going to do a, a net, a final net yep. before you leave and head to Hawaii. How do the locals say it? Hawaii. 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 Yes. Is it true that you'll be hanging out with Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock? The Rock? Uh, maybe. Maybe. If, if you have time. If you have time. Yeah, we don't want to, you know. I might, pres- I, yeah, I might give them so many great people have places out there. <laughs> I, I, it's on my list of places I'd like mm-hmm. to go to. All right, Steve, thank you very much uh, for being here. We'll see you tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Central, for the 100 Watts and a Wire Sunday evening net. We'll stream that as well, and we'll talk some more about weather and things uh, tomorrow night. All right, for now, take care of yourselves. 7 3, everyone. And if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.